This is Mostly True, a podcast that proves that everybody has a story. So, hello. Hi. Hello. Welcome back. Yes. All the people. I mean... Are the one. The single digit people who listen. There is one person. There's one person at least listening. For sure. I know that your kid listened. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And I know that a couple of our friends listened. Yes. Um, but you know, it's, it, that's not, that's not why we're here. We're here to listen to ourselves but, talk. But seriously, welcome back to Jen's house. Yes. You're here with us in Jen's home. Yep. I'm Brittany. That's Jen. Yep. I hope that you, uh, remember from the last time because, you know, all of you people who listened as previously stated, uh, we're sisters. Yes. This is a podcast called Mostly True. Yes. Period. It's part of the name. Period. Full stop. Yes. Um, This is a storytelling podcast Mm -hmm. in which we uh, have a theme and we we talk about the stuff around the theme. We we have stories around those themes. And And the premise is really that most of the time people think they don't have... A lot of people think they don't have interesting stories to tell. Mm-hmm. And they do. Mm-hmm. And I need you guys to know right now that I am talking with two dogs looking at me wrapped. Mm-hmm. Wrapped attention. Mm-hmm. So you never feel more fascinating than than when you have dogs around you. We're, we, it, this is a special episode. Episode two. Special episode of Mostly True because not only do we have Jen's uh, sweet little golden Lloyd. Not little. Big Golden. Yeah. Who you usually hear in the background. But we've got my little dog, Talk Talk, hanging out here, too. Yep. And uh, so if you hear any dog noises, that's it. Panting, licking. Oh, that's actually Rob. We also have Rob here. Rob's our brother. Yeah. Hello. He's our special guest star. Hi. Yeah. We talked about Rob in episode one. Mm-hmm. We talked about... Rob in uh, both of the Pods Burgers uh, podcasts. Apparently, I'm Gene. Yes, you are. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, That's for not those a bad of, thing. I know. I'm okay. just saying. Just for those of you who may not know, Pods Burgers is our other podcast, which is about <laughs> Bob's Burgers. Um. So you know, go listen to that as well. It is a good time, you guys. Yeah. Serious. So we talked about in the first episode that we were going to bring guests onto this podcast so that you're not just always listening to Brittany and my stories. And particularly Brittany. It sounded like I was just going to stop there. (laughs) So you're not just listening to this bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Who wants to listen to Brittany? So today is actually Christmas Day Mm -hmm. in real life. It is. Um, so Robert and we just is... ate a, a mega fuck ton of, of tacos, yeah. so, uh, there's a lot of lethargy going on in this side of the, the podcast. Yeah. Forgive. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, so Robert is here, uh, visiting, he lives in Seattle, and because he is here, we thought we would take advantage of having a, a guest star. hmm Not just one. Yeah. You guys. It's true. Robert is sitting radio, no, podcast right. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Podcast left is Robert's husband, Tim. Say hello. Hello. We're so excited. I wet my pants just now, you guys. 
This is going to be good, you guys. I know. I'm excited. So, um, as we said, Storytelling Podcast, we have our two guest stars. Our first podcast, you should go back and listen to it because it's as just entertaining as fuck. And Jen talks about how she was afraid to astral project. Oh, you when gave she it away. Spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. It's no. Fine. Okay, but it's awesome. Yeah. Go listen to it. Yep. Um, it's all about childhood fears. I don't have as interesting of childhood fears, but it's pretty good. There's Wolverines yeah. in there, and then something about Jesus having his best life. Mm-hmm. I had a pretty fucked up childhood fear. You did? What was it? Oh, let's hear it. <clears throat> Don't you remember? I, maybe I didn't tell you. So, I don't know where this came from. It's just something that terrified me when I was young. But you know when you're lying in bed mm-hmm. and things are really quiet, you can he- sometimes hear your heartbeat. <clears throat> yeah. And you can hear I, go, I don't know this at don't, all. Don't, don't, don't. You've never don't. heard your heartbeat? No, no, no. I, I don't know this fear. I'm oh, oh. absolutely no. fascinated So, right now. you can hear that. So, for some reason, when I was lying there and my eyes were closed... I was absolutely certain there was this decrepit old man with, like, white hair and this insane grin in a wheelchair that every time my heart beat would inch a little bit forward with one, like, he would move his wheels and get that much closer to me every time my heart beat. What the shit, Robert? I know. (laughs) This is weirdly specific. Where did this come from? I have no clue. I don't remember any movie that I saw that had anything like that or anything. So that's why I needed some type of noise. Because if I couldn't hear my heartbeat, he couldn't get any closer to me. Oh, And he always slept with a Walkman with headphones on. Yes. So so if I couldn't hear my heartbeat, he couldn't come closer to me. And if I could hear my heartbeat, I couldn't open my eyes. Because if I did, that means... He was right there next to me, and I have no clue what he was going to do to me when he when he, when I saw him. I didn't want to find out. And I just thought so, Wolverines were bitches. <laughs> I mean, what the hell? So I have is questions. Going on? I, have, I have questions about the old man. Um, was it that you heard the noise and you thought, what could what could this noise be? And you came up with this, or I honestly don't know. All I know is that I would lie there in bed, terrified that the old man in the wheelchair was getting closer to me. So did you really? Did you actually believe that this, or was it just one of those scary things? No, I honestly believed that if I opened my eyes, he would be right there. Yes. What did we keep an old man in a wheelchair all the time so he moved, Roger? <laughs> it was supernatural. Come on, Roger, go pack up the old man. It's not like I thought mom and dad carried around an old man and then let him loose in the hall at night so that he could creep closer oh, to my they bed. Might have, they might have, you know. I don't, I don't know why you didn't think that, considering the fact that you That's thought that saying. he was coming. I'm sure that I thought it was supernatural yeah. that he just kind of appeared yeah. when it got dark and I went to bed. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. We were fucked up kids. We, I mean, we were. I mean, seriously, what the hell happened to us? Jen was like, what, did, what were we dipped in? I feel I like know. we were pretty just, we were interesting. Imaginative. Yeah. That's That's kind of what I thought. Did you have a, did you have a screwy childhood yeah. fear, yeah. Tim? Yeah, Tim. I've had, actually, I didn't know about Robert's wheelchair guy. Um, <laughs> I didn't either. <laughs> oh, wait, how long have you guys been together? Uh, 11 years. 11 years. 11 years, which is a really, that's a long time. Um, and, and I've I've known you my entire life, which yeah. is forty one years, and I never knew about never this fear either. The so. old man in the wheelchair. But continue. I, I don't want to sound derivative, but I know I've told you about this because I've had a recurring dream my whole life. I had it when I was a little kid. I had it this year, so I've had it all the time. I will wake up, and I'm still dreaming, but I don't know. I am. I'm dreaming. I wake up and I can't move, and there's an old lady 
at the foot of my bed and she's got a, a cowl over her head so I can barely see her. And she absolutely hates me. <laughs> she's just sitting there, just hatred directed right at me. And I'm just sitting there shaking and then I wake up. And of course I'm in the room by myself. But I've had this dream my entire life. <laughs> What's weird though is she never gets any older. And of course I've gone from being a little kid. Well, she's what, like a ghost? Is yeah. she a ghost? I, I don't know. I remember when I read about what a night hag was. I thought maybe that. But what night is a night hag? To, like a woman or a demon who sits on your chest. Yeah. And keeps you from moving. Hypnagogic, and... oh. I believe that's how you pronounce it. Uh, dreaming is when you are falling asleep or waking up. And before you go completely one way or the other, when you go into REM and you're paralyzed, if you wake up and you're still in REM, you're aware of what's going on around you, but you can't move because you're still paralyzed, and you have these just Vivid. fucked up hallucinations of things that hate you, something's coming to get you. And this is when you threw that CD yes, that one Yes, because time. I heard things, and I thought something was coming to attack me, yeah, yeah. so when I could move, I was defending myself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's really screwy. You guys, this is dark. Yeah, I'm starting to feel really creeped out. I mean, it, yeah, but I seriously, mean, so did, yeah, but so could you see the old woman's face? I can never get a clear view of it. It's because she's got a cowl. Yeah, and how can you tell she hates you? You just feel it. Yeah, it's just this palpable wave, and I always, it's I always then I wake up for real. As I've gotten older, it just it kind of fades away after I wake up. But when I was a kid, I used to not be able to get back to sleep. <sighs> I used to when I was in college, I used to get up and walk around for a bit. I know. I sleepwalk, but I haven't done that much lately. Um, I sleep talk, and I know mm-hmm. we've had conversations, had complete conversations about like the smoke detector, mm-hmm. stupid things, and I'll just talk to him, and then the next day he'll tell me what we mm-hmm. talked about. Have you ever about. been able to do the thing that people, when they realize they're dreaming, they can control their dreams? Oh, maybe, directed. Dreaming. I used to have lucid dreams yeah. all the time. Maybe you could have someone kick her ass in your dream. <laughs> <laughs> when you when you wake up, do you smell like mentholatum? Not, <laughs> not you smell like mentholatum, but and there's like hard candies sprinkled around your floor like crumpled she really hates you so she just leaves you with tissues doilies on things no i don't think i have i ever slept walk since i've been with you and not that i know of yeah but i've talked a lot you've sat up and looked like you're going to do something but then i ask you what you're doing and then you like point at something and ask what it is and then i tell you and you tell me that's not what it is and then you lie back down and go to sleep you should just make up. That's just him messing with you. Yeah, like super, like Jen used to do to Elliot when he was little, and and he would, you know, she she would tell him that the words for for certain things were not the right words, oh. and I'm like, you're really gonna fuck my kid up, Jen. Mom made me stop doing that. Yes, because you could legitimately fuck yeah. a child up. She she caught me. Uh, teaching Elliot that a watch I was showing him a watch and telling him it was Oklahoma <laughs> <laughs> and and I oh, I thought it was hilarious yes but you can because like, his seriously? little face you know because they're they're sponges and and when you would teach him something his little face he would get just so focused and he would you, you know try to guilty? Oklahoma no not even a little bit because I knew he wasn't gonna be 20 <laughs> calling a watch Oklahoma <laughs> I don't know he might I don't know he would just make him sad at school if somebody is like and that's what mom said what if what if he goes to school and asks you know where did you get that Oklahoma and I was like you know what I'll make a list I'll correct them all when he gets old enough to understand. By the way, that thing we've been calling Oklahoma, it's 
That's a stick. It's called yeah. a block. And he'll never trust you again. Yeah. All right, we're way off topic. I mean, that's what happens. But but that's that's the point of this though is um, you guys seriously for realsies, no joke. I'm just gonna keep going with that. <laughs> Just can't send wait us to see where it's going. The uh, your stories of the things that we talk about on a current episode, or when we talk about our next episode's topic, email us. It is oh shoot, I don't have it. Let me pull it up. But we have a Facebook now. Um, you search for mostly true, mostly true with on a period. Facebook. Full stop. And you will find us. You can uh, follow that page, yep. and we'll post our podcasts there and um then if you want to email us the email is you got stories at gmail.com y-o-u got stories at gmail.com and uh yeah let us know your stories about your childhood fears that were interesting or just in general what they were and um talk to us about grandparents it doesn't have to even be your own grandparents just grandparents in general yeah so that segue into uh this this episode's theme is actually grandparents that's what we're going to talk about one thing really quickly while tim was telling about the scary old lady i'm sure you heard some some wacky awooga honking in the background boyd's my dog as we said and he found one of his toys i'm sure he'll pick it up again at one point Mm mm-hmm You'll, you might hear some, some awuga. Just, you know, imagine it's a scary clown and just go with it. It'll be fine. Meanwhile, my dog's just laying there like a torpedo. But, yeah. you know, any moment she could jump up and lick the floor. So, yeah, it's a good time. It's real life, you guys. Oh, it's so amazing. It's what we always say. You'll probably hear us pour wine. That oh, happens. Yeah. Oh, that's that going to happen. So anyway, grandparents yes. is the theme this time. And um, I need you guys to know that Robert has known the theme for maybe a week. Tim literally found out the theme as we sat down to do this podcast. So I gave him the list of possibilities, so they should be in his head. Just wing it. There were a lot of other things on that list. (laughs) I know that were not grandparenty things. I know. And and. You know, there's you you may have noticed that there's a little backstory there where Robert's feeling a little neglected that nobody you know reads the things that he sends. <laughs> the, the text that he sends, you guys, wink, wink. Maybe he's not actually sending them. I am, mark? and I can bring them all up as proof. Proof. Anyway, um, so so grandparents, um, so I asked Robert. If, if he had any stories or things that he wanted to share about grandparents. I mean, obviously, we're siblings. Brittany and Robert and I all have the same grandparents. Um, we never met our maternal grandfather. Uh, he, he passed away before any of the children in the family were born. Um, so we obviously probably won't be talking about him although we've heard about him so we may have stories about him but i don't think i don't think we will be talking about him um our maternal grandmother's name uh was norma she passed away when i think i was 11 i was in sixth grade i was 13 
13-ish. Um, she was awesome, but I, I'm not, I'm not going to give too much about the grandparents because that may play into the stories, uh, that, uh, that Robert wants to tell. Um, our paternal grandparents, uh, were named Vi and Curry. Um, Robert. Robert Curry. Robert Curry. I was named after our paternal grandfather. Yes. But nobody ever called him... Well, some people called him Bob. Bob. But for the most part, people called him Curry. That's the only name that I really ever knew him by. Um, and we knew we knew the paternal grandparents quite a bit more. We lived with them briefly when we were younger. And uh, they, they just were closer uh, geographically. So we knew them a little bit better. Um... We have no grandparents left living. Uh, they, the, my uh, grandmother passed away, I think I was 19 or 20. Um, so that was about 20 years ago now. So that gives you a little, little backstory uh, for the land family side. And I'll let Tim give his, you know, when we, when we cut to you. Okay. Ready for us to cut to you I'll, at some I'll get point? It, I'll get it set up in my okay. head. Okay. Well, it's not like he can't interject at any time. No. I mean, you can talk as much as you want. Okay. Apparently, <laughs> now is not the time. <laughs> you guys, I need to point something out here. I'm sitting in a chair right by the microphone, and it's super creaky. Not the microphone, but the chair. Um, but I do need you to know that I apologize for any creaking. That's not me being strange or... Maybe we should have you I mean, I'm, I'm always strange. Whoa. No, I'm good. I'm no, good. I'll good. just hold okay. real still. All right. So let's go to Robert now, since he's the guest. You Pressure. know, I, I have stuff to say about grandparents, but it may be the same stories. So right. since you're the guest, I want you to go first. Well, I don't know that I necessarily have any story story. The one thing that always sticks out in my mind, though, when anybody mentions, especially Norma specifically, was... And I think I talked about this before, and it's something that we never actually discussed together as children, but when I brought it up, we all said, oh yeah, was whenever I smell money, I think yes. of Grandma Norma. Oh, that's true. Yes. The smell of money means Grandma Norma to me. Yes. And I don't, I don't remember specifically if her house had that smell, but I, I know on her our birthdays and Christmas, she would always send us like five, ten dollars, mm-hmm. And so whenever I pulled out the money, that smell just meant Grandma Norma to me. So now, even to this day, if I smell it, I picture her. I'm the same way, and I, and I always, it, that's always been the case. And I wonder, because I know that, that uh, Grandma Vi would send us birthday cards, and I feel like there was possibly some kind of monetary gain involved. Yeah, but I think she but sent maybe checks. it was a check. Yes, I remember... She would send a check. Yeah. But Grandma Norma always sent cash. Yep. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah, I totally agree. You know, that's so funny <clears throat> because for most of my life, I, I've thought that. You know, when I smell money, it's it's Norma. But I, I'm surprised you went there because there was a story that I thought would be the immediate story that you would tell. Oh, I know it. I and just got it. I want you to tell it because it happened to you. Let me just say, it's Vi. Yes. Yes, I know and what it exactly it is. It involves a birthday. And it involves... So... Oh! Vi... Yes! Vi oh, my always, God. Let, let me just do the setup. Vi always did this thing with us when we were kids 
when it was a birthday, she she didn't usually live right by us. So she would visit right around our birthdays or, you know, at one point during the year. And anybody who had a birthday in between the last time she had visited, her thing was when she would arrive, she would take us to a store, a toy store, a mall, wherever it was, depending on our age. And the thing was, she would buy us, and it, she always said it, anything we wanted. And that was the phrase. And the heady mm-hmm. power yeah. that comes from somebody taking you somewhere and say anything you want. And we were good kids. We yeah. wouldn't have overshot. Yeah, no. we would we, we would never have gone like, oh, buy me this computer. No. Yeah. We just knew that that's not how it worked. Right. So we would always pick something reasonable. But the mm-hmm. fact that we got to pick it... Whatever it was. Yeah, she bought me, like, I chose this, like, the outfit that I had always wanted. Super 80s, by the way. But the pencil skirts, the blouse, that whole, that yeah. one of the stretchy belts and yep. everything. Got that whole thing for me. And I was the shit in that outfit. Yeah. So. So, that's setting it up for Robert's story. So, I wish I could actually remember the store that we went to, but it was it was a combination store, so it had like the electronic section and all that, kind of like a, mm-hmm. a Target nowadays, but yeah. I don't remember what it was back then. And I actually knew exactly what I wanted. And we went in, and I went right to the record section, to mm-hmm. the LPs, and it was... Uh, uh, I can't remember... Um, why I knew Adam and the Ants, but I knew them, and I knew I wanted Prince Charming by Adam and the Ants. And if you've seen the, the cover, yes, the, yes. The, the the LP. And if you've seen the cover, or you know old Adam and the Ants, not Adam Ant, but Adam and the Ants, he was pirate themed. So they would wear this really lavish makeup with like ultra the, flamboyant, yes, yeah, like styled hair, lipstick, uh, eyeshadow. Uh, uh, Frills and yeah. mascara, and mascara oh, the, the pirate shirt, the all that stuff done up. And on the cover is him, close up, shoulders up, pursed lips, his hand up, all this. Just very, very flamboyant. And I ran there and I grabbed it and I ran back to her and I handed it to her. And she grabbed it, looked at it and went, oh, punk rock. <laughs> But she bought it for she me. Did. She did. She said her commitment. She said she would buy me anything I wanted. Do. That's what I wanted. So she bought it you for me. You hurt that poor woman's heart with your. <laughs> she not had really... a bad heart. She had a piece of <laughs> That's you know what? It was you, Rob. It was you yes. and your punk rock it pirates. It was me and my punk rock pirates <laughs> that hurt her heart. That made she her. She bought yes. you. Yeah. Punk rock. Yes. She did. She even clutched her chest. Yes. <laughs> she she could not believe that's what I wanted, <laughs> but I got it. Oh. If, if she were still alive, I would pull up true punk rock and be like, here you go. <laughs> yeah. This is what you were thinking. Yeah. What would you call Adam in the end? New Wave. New yeah. Wave. Okay. New wave. Yeah. Totally. Pirate rock? Yeah. Was that yes. don't, don't, don't drink, don't smoke? What that's Adamant. Oh. Prior this was album. prior to okay. it was Prince Charming and um, Stand and Deliver, all that stuff. Okay. Here's the here's the thing though. Um, when I uh, we would go stay with her um, from time to time throughout our childhood. Sometimes it was just one of us. Sometimes it was all the kids. Um, and I remember one time going to stay there, and because you know she was old, 
I I thought she'd be interested in that there was going to be a marathon of the honeymooners coming on the TV, and I she had never indicated she had cared at all about the honeymooners. Yeah, this is news to me. Um, no, it was just that oh, she's old. She's she must care like about the honeymooners. This. So I I remember I went and I found her and I was like, Grandma, I had the TV guide. Mm-hmm. This is back when you looked at the TV guide as a as a paper book. Guys, look it up. Yeah. If you uh, if you're not familiar, um, and I took it to her and said, "Hey, you know, there's going to be a marathon of the honeymooners on this one station, and you know, thought you'd be interested in in watching it." And I remember she looked at me, and you know, kind of the lowered lids, just mm-hmm. kind of, and said, "That show is so loud." <laughs> so- <laughs> Okay. What what did she like? Oh the Whisper God. Channel? She legit <laughs> I would like the Whisper Channel. That show It's so loud. It's, it was very specific that it was loud. Oh my God. And she acted like I had asked her to ingest a live kitten. Here, touch this fecal matter, yes. Grandma. Um she, she liked Lawrence Welk. I would, you know, often enter the room and she'd be watching Lawrence Welk. So I guess Lawrence Welk, you know, was kind of her speed. Yeah. I only remember the television being on when Grandpa was asleep in front of it. Like, I don't remember anybody ever actually watching television at their house. Yeah. Ever. And the weird thing about it is our grandfather um, passed away, I think I was 16. And, And the weird thing about it is... Most of my memories are by, even yeah. though he was around until I was an older teen. I, I I remember things about him. Of course, he was there, and I remember him in certain situations. But for the most part, when I think about it, it's by. Yeah, you're right. Because the two things that I remember about Grandpa were Robert, you fat. <laughs> That's a good You're, memory. You, you <laughs> might need to explain that one, but go on. What's the second thing? Oh, crap, now it's just gone out of my head. I mean, that's, Old Spice? But, oh, that's the third thing. Yeah. Um, I, I can't believe that's not the first thing. I know, that, seriously. Because when I think about... Okay, so Old Spice is cool now. And it's, it's worn or by... Or something. Yeah, it's worn because by it has more younger kids. Um, actually, let me just go marketing nerd for a minute. That's that's my that's my day job. Um, it's one of the only major brands that has gone from a lower tier brand to be able to elevate themselves to be cool. It is it is a known thing, a known rule in marketing that if you want to elevate a brand, you have to completely rebrand. Mm-hmm. You can't elevate an existing brand. But mm-hmm. Old Spice figured out how to do it. So from a business perspective, people are fascinated by it. Yeah. But anyway, when we were kids. Uh, Old, Old Spice, Spice was not exactly, cool. Exactly one way. It, there yeah, were there no, was one smell. There was no wolf's teeth or... Bottle like, with the silver thing on top that you would yep. shake out in your hand. Yep. Yeah. And it kind of, it was spicy. It was kind of... And old. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was kind of musky. And you bought it next to Brute in the, you know, <laughs> Walgreens. Velva. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, it was, you know, buck 99. Yeah. It was not, it was not a good thing. Um, but our grandfather uh, wore like bathed it exclusively. In it, right? yeah. I th- I'm pretty sure that his body was mostly made of Old Spice, 
And I remember when Curry died, uh, when we went to his viewing, it was troubling because he didn't smell like Old Spice. Yeah. I mean, he didn't... This is terrible, but it's not like he smelled like, you know, a dead person. Right. No. It, it, just the absence of absence the, of the aroma Spice. of Old the Spice. It was smell. like, this yeah. is not our grandfather, because that was so prevalent yes. of his brand, basically. Say what Bolo ties. Yes. yes. Say what your thing was, though. I'm, tattoos. I'm curious. Oh. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I always was fascinated with the tattoos. Yeah. But we'll I'll get to, to that. No, it just, because this is a specific memory, because I remember him telling me one time that I took too long in the shower because all I had to do was take a bar of soap take it from head to toe and rinse off and if I took more than five minutes I was wasting water so when I would use shampoo to shampoo my hair and use different products I was taking too long in the shower because I I stayed with my grandparents for about six months because my allergies were really really bad in Utah so I moved to Arizona and stayed with them and went to part of high school senior high school in Arizona when they were there and it just was funny if I I felt like I had to jump in shower as quickly as I could and jump back out so that I didn't take too long and waste water that because lavish I, shampoo I know he had weirdly specific but he did. He yeah did. but you know they're from the generation where you don't waste things it's true so I don't have a lot of very specific interactions with them that were I don't know. I, I, I like I, I've mentioned before. I was just such a, an introverted kid, so profoundly turned in that I feel like um, my interactions outside of me were not. Um, I don't feel like they were fully developed. Like in my head, maybe I'm not remembering them fully, or I didn't engage as much. I do remember being very fascinated with grandpa's tattoos Mm -hmm. because we grew up in a uh, Mormon home Mm -hmm. and did not have friends that had tattoos, did not have, you know, anybody around us other than our grandfather who had tattoos. And I always wanted to see them Mm -hmm. but I was a little shy and I didn't want anybody to know that I was that interested and it's interesting coming from me who of all of us sitting here right now I am the most heavily tattooed Mm -hmm. of all of us you overcompensate I did I did but I was so fascinated with those tattoos I was fascinated with the like the little sailor Mm -hmm. I was fascinated with the anchor I was fascinated with the tattoo of that said rose Mm -hmm. Because Didn't I, he have one that had a woman without a top on? Did he? It, she had. Well, you could see her. She, she, he may nipples. have gotten it modified later in life, but by the time I came around, she had a bikini on. Oh yeah, because I seem to remember seeing her nipples. Yeah, yeah. Specifically, Which, you could see uh, her nipples. Yes. <laughs> um, nipple tattoo. Where was it that you saw it on his oh. upper arm? He was in the military, yeah, so, so he, he had, had those, the, the like, typical in the kitchen. The, the, the. I had to make a joke. Sorry. Was it Navy? Yes. That's yeah. what my dad Navy, Navy tattoos. He didn't have a tattoo. Oh, well. He had none? Nope. That's super. Nobody rare. in my family has tattoos. Mm. But I'm just curious what where he had it that you would see it. Well, he had one on his forearm. One of the, yeah, yeah. He, the ones I, I remember when I went to the viewing, I walked up to, which was, that's an entirely different story about. The first time being around someone who is deceased 
And as you said, the lack of the familiar smell. Mm-hmm. He didn't look. look at all. I mean, his skin was cold. It like, of course, he's no longer in that vessel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but for me, it was like it was. It was harder for me to come to terms with the fact that he had passed by being there and looking at him than it would if I had just stayed back and not been part of that because I came up and I could see his tattoos, but even his tattoos didn't look quite right. Mm-hmm. It was just mm-hmm. odd. Um, I, here's here's the weird thing for me about that viewing is it was a family viewing and when they went uh, for the you know the funeral part of it, uh, I think it was closed casket if I remember correctly. But during the viewing, he was not in a coffin. No, they had him laying on a table. Yeah, it, it was, was very strange, bizarre. Did he have anything around him? No, nope. it was just a body lying he on a table. He was just lying on, on a table. table. <clears throat> have it they was... done this before? I I, I, I don't know. I remember because because I have a thing. I, I, I think... It seems kind of disrespectful. It it was strange. Yeah, it was very it was, strange. I, I I've been to way more than my fair share of funerals of late. And I never go in view the body. It's just not my thing. I don't need it for closure. I don't. I, I would don't rather remember, remember the person way. as mm-hmm. the right. person, not the body. Exactly. And I can yeah. totally get that after and, having had this experience. Yes. And I felt that way then. Mm-hmm. You know, not even. I think that was probably the first funeral I'd ever been to, mm-hmm. and I knew going into the viewing that I did not want to go up and view the body. So when I walked in. And he was just lying on a table. I was thunderstruck. Did he at least yeah. have a pillow under his head? I don't remember. I, I don't remember. Okay. I, That's just, it just I just remember so... his hands were laying on the table. It was just... And I, I remember <sighs> I went to the very back of the room, and I sat down, and I was trying not to look. And it was strange, because out of nowhere... I And I'm not a big crier. Those of you who don't know me uh, wouldn't know that about me. I'm just, I just, that's just not how I emote generally. It's because I got it all. Yeah. Well, I got some too. And uh, I didn't have any expectation, even though, you know, I loved my grandfather and I was sorry that he was gone. Um, I had no, you know, expectation that I was going to cry. And I sat back there and it was weird. It was like the crying was sitting next to me and not connected to me, but I was crying. Mm -hmm. I can't. I cannot figure it out. I can't describe it to you any other way. Yeah, whenever I was crying, but I didn't feel out connected of body to it. Experience yeah. where you're doing something, you but it doesn't feel like you yourself are doing it. Projected. I did. You <laughs> astral did. projected that tear right out yep. of you. Yeah. But I cried hard, oh. and I think it was the shock of walking in and seeing the body of my grandfather, and yeah. not you know expecting that that was going to be the case. Um. Wow, this got dark, you guys. I know, I know. Surely there's... Tim. Yes. <laughs> Can you save this? <laughs> no, 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 we don't... Listen, it's I cool. I think you should Talk process it. Yeah. You're uh, colorblind in the suit. That's a good story. <laughs> colorblind in the suit. Yeah, those <laughs> well, things. That's a good band yeah. name. My parents grew up in Ohio, but moved to Virginia. And so I had my... My paternal grandparents were in Ohio, and we visited them every Easter. But my maternal grandparents had moved to Baltimore, which is only about an hour away from where we were. So we'd go see them a lot. Um, and my 
paternal, my maternal grandfather, my mom's father, was completely colorblind from birth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which we all, there was, I was the youngest of five kids, we thought it was fascinating. Mm-hmm. We were always asking questions, like, what does that look like to you? What does that look like? And my grandmother would always tell stories. And one of the ones I remember the most is he came home and he was so proud. He walked in and he goes, I got this suit 80% off. <laughs> and she was like, his name was um, Elmer. Mm-hmm. She was like, Elmer? That is a lime green polyester suit. <laughs> and he goes, no, it's gray. It's light gray and it's gorgeous. And she was like, who told you it was light gray? The suit salesman. Oh. And she made him go back. I think she went with him. Yeah. And made that man give him his money back. For selling evil. him a lime green suit yes. and yeah. telling him it was gray. And then what's funny is, I listened to that all the time when I was younger. I was the first kid, even though I'm the youngest, I'm the first kid who started developing color issues. We all, everyone, all the kids in my family start losing their color vision in their adult life. And I started it when I was 20. And my the, my middle sister started losing it in her 40s. And she was the last one who started losing her color vision. And we're all, we all look at each other. We're like, my God, we're going to be like Elmer. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. people, I'm afraid to go shopping by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't know... If no one's going to sell you a lime green suit. That's no, just jacked. I've that worn things that don't to match. Begin with. Yeah. yeah, I've gone to work a few times. People go, uh, your clothes don't match. And I'm like, isn't this green or isn't this gray or isn't this blue? Nope. It's not. Can, can we talk for a minute about that salesman who thought that nobody <laughs> was going to help this man and be like, no, it's oh. lime green? I think he was happy he got the lime green suit out of the store. But I didn't think he'd expect to see my grandmother. Yeah. Oh, he saw my grandmother later that day. Yeah. Yeah. Same day. Turn right around. (laughs) That's 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 not that's not working with the long tail, as we say in the business. She was um, short term gain. She was very strong willed. Well, the thing is, I'm sure he imagined if the man if the man he just sold the suit to got told it was green, he would try to bring it back and he would just convince him it was gray. He didn't think the man's wife was going yeah. to come back and... Well, part of the humor was my grandfather had grown up in the, during the Great Depression. He lived through the Great Depression as an adult. Mm-hmm. My mom was born right at the end of it. Mm-hmm. And because of that, my, my grandfather could not go past a sale. He used to buy... He'd go to the uh, like pharmacy and let's say they were having like shampoo on sale. Yeah. He'd find out how many he could buy yeah. and he'd go buy them. Then he'd go make his wife go in and buy that many. And then he'd but. send his kids to buy that many. <laughs> and I remember going up there as a kid and my grandmother would go, okay, I'm going to send some candy home with you. And by candy, she meant like a bag of like full-size Snickers and M&M's and all that. And she'd open up this closet and it would be stacked with stuff. Yeah. Tons of things. And I was like, why do you have so much stuff? Yeah. And, and she was like, well, Elmer can't pass up a sale. Yeah. And I think when he found he could get that suit 80% off, he was like, I'm buying Even it. if he had known it was lime green. He, he might have still, still bought, bought it. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I have, I have um, my, my need to, I don't know what you would call that, to, to always, um, like my fear that I won't have enough, um, comes out as uh, I always have stacks and stacks of like shampoo bottles with just that tiny bit in the in the bottom that you have to, you can't like all the way yeah, squeeze out. Yeah, you put out. a little bit of water in mm-hmm. and kind of shake it in mm-hmm. case you need to get like, it. Like and and when I say I I'm not as bad as I as I no, used to be. Man, I, I think was, I probably have like that two was shampoo bottles. But I would have I would have entire closets packed full of shampoo bottles with just a tiny you know cuz I went through an ex, a, a, an experience of with pretty bad you know extreme want and yes. lack um 
So, you know, I can I can identify with Elmer, but his was normal. Like, he would be like, oh, a sale. And mine would be like, you that part of a granola bar, I can put that in a cupboard and eat it in five years. Out of curiosity, why didn't you combine them all? Well, I always intended to. That was the point. I think there was a little bit of hoarding. <laughs> you think? <laughs> if I'm going to be honest. Because it was, it was one of those where... It was like I would go over and I'd have to take a shower and you'd have to like mountain climb over these piles of like... And, it, and then, you know, there'd be too many of them. So then I'd transfer the piles from the, from the shower yeah. into, into a, a cupboard. Yeah. And I remember one time, you know, my, my first husband had to find something and he was, he was going around trying to find whatever it was. I don't even remember. And he opened a cupboard and I heard them fall. I heard them crash. And I heard him yell a, a really loud swear. And I was in my bedroom and I was like caught. And I just kind of you know, because I don't think he was aware of what was happening up to that point. And I came out and there was just the whole hallway was just shampoo bottles all the way down. And I remember him just standing there with this look on his face of absolute dismay. Mm-mm. And Trying to explain that to somebody, that's difficult. What's weird is I don't think any of the our, my, me and my siblings experienced it, but we all have this trait and we laugh about it where we have to have the, the, the spare ready to go. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't just have a thing of toothpaste in the, in oh, the bathroom. Oh, exactly the same. There has to be yeah. an unopened bo- thing of toothpaste ready to go in yes. case this one wears out. And as soon as I run out and I open the spare, you get the next time I go to the store, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm going to buy No, we do that too. Yeah, shampoo. Totally. Toothpaste, toilet paper, anything that doesn't go bad, cans of soup. I mean, it's it's bad because you have backup soup. I have soup, (laughs) canned fruit. He's sitting there eating his soup with his eye on the other can. (laughs) You're the last one. Yeah, if I open up the last one, I'm like, I, I, I even keep an app on my phone. For your backup soup? <laughs> it's called backup soup. No, it's called out of milk. He wrote it specifically <laughs> for that. Do you think it was like a, a learned behavior just from your family? Because I feel like ours came specifically from... Not having. Not yeah. having stuff. And so, like, I will do that. Like, I, I need to have that backup thing. Um, it stresses me out when I get to the very bottom of a bottle and I know I don't have the next one available to me. Like, lotion, whatever. But mom actually does something similar. Way worse. Oh. Like, I opened up a cupboard one time and she had, she saves, um... Styrofoam containers that you get from takeout from restaurants. She washes them. Wash she'll them. wash them, and then if somebody wants to take food home if they're over for dinner, she's and she'll just have stacks of them in there. Here's the thing, though she doesn't she doesn't have people over for dinner ever. So she just has them. That's you know, just in case. case. You know, this she wants theor- to be a good hostess. This theoretical moment of where she's going to have food. nobody, nobody. Okay, there's Lloyd sniffing the microphone. Do you, guys. you like that? <laughs> you guys, you guys like that? That's a good story oh, that sound. was beautiful, buddy. That was part of that was part of everything. She also, for the longest time, would keep uh, dryer lint. Oh God! And oh my toilet God! Toilet paper rolls. And like the tubes? Yes. She had a box of them. What What did she keep the dryer lint for? Oh, kindling. kindling. <laughs> no, did, seriously. Did she have a fireplace? Wait, wait, oh, wait. Okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Wait, so, wait. Sorry, I'm interrupting the story. She had no reason to make a fire. 
No, no. But just in case she needed to. Well, you know, if the world ended and she needed exactly. to be warm. You nailed it. Exactly. Seriously? She had it. She, our mother was a doomsday prepper, but was, only. No, is, <laughs> just has no means to get those things. She would, to this day, if Christopher hadn't taken that box. Yeah. And thrown it out. Yeah. Christopher, our archivist. Yes. Insisted that we get rid of, and it wasn't even a box, it was a little duffel bag. Yeah. Full of toilet paper rolls crammed full of dryer lint. I need to correct something. It was not a little duffel bag. Also, that is a major fire hazard. Yes. Yes. Because if it had gotten even a little bit sparky. Right. It's kindling. Yes. And she, like, the the first time we went through her storage This this is the first time I've ever heard this, people. Dude, seriously, we went through her storage with her two, three, three times, and each time we would... uh, Find something weirder and weirder. One of us would distract her, and then the other two or three would be like, quick, and throw something in a a dumpster. So, and this was Chris... That was, I think, the first time that Chris opened up the crazy and looked in and saw the yeah. things. And it, it looked back at him. <laughs> oh yeah, it looked back and made eye contact yeah. and he was like, woo! And so. I think... And I he's think, still around. Oh yeah, he is. He is. <laughs> I think our moms also came from you know, having a lack well, yeah. throughout yes. her life. Exactly. Because it's not just it's not just dryer lint and toilet paper tubes. Um, when we would go through boxes... I, you know, would open it and there would be, um, you know, those in the seventies, uh, before you could do like digital printing and stuff. A lot of times you would buy these little letters that you could scratch onto paper Mm -hmm. so you could make signs Mm -hmm. or things like that. And she had a sheet of those, except it wasn't a sheet of those. It was like an A and a P. And yes, because all the rest of them had been used. A T. But just in case you ever wanted to spell Pat. <laughs> yeah. Yes. She might. Or Tap. Yes. Or, or Apt. Apt. <laughs> but here's the thing. All of those things. What if she had to say them all? <laughs> Guys. It wasn't even that she kept that. Because all of us at one time or another has opened a box and thought, why, why? did I keep that yeah. thing? Mm-hmm. It was that when we opened the box... And that was just, let me be clear, that was just one item we did this with. Oh, Jesus. And I said, I'm going to throw this away. She got very anxious about it Mm -hmm. and said, but you could still use those, you know, if you needed to spell pat or tap or Or apt. (laughs) And I would have to, that was, you know, the instance where you would have to distract Distract her. her. Mm Mm-hmm. So that you could throw that type of thing away. She she gets very anxious about parting with anything. And there's a little, like I said, there's a little bit of sort of a hoarding mm-hmm. mentality there. But, yeah, but she also can't do that. For us and for her, it does make sense since we went without for a while and she grew up with practically nothing. And you have to... Knowing that, well, yes, maybe I, there were probably times where she wished, wished she had had... X. A T or an A or a P. <laughs> yes. No, but seriously, Everybody that's, has but that's, that's the thing. Because, just because you can't think of a reason now why you need it, does not mean you will not think of one later. But you know, my mom, that's how that, that's how that mentality sure, works. I'm pretty sure I will not think of no, a reason later. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Some of this shit, man. 
you would some of that is just psychologically bred but my mom into did the same much. thing and part of the thing is when you have five kids what she used to say was I'd come home from school and go I need a volcano and my brother would go I need like a uh, hundred pipe cleaners, ten different colors each, and she would sometimes have them already. Like here's My the stuff. Used to here's have plaster rolls Paris. In her purse. Well, and she used to save because she had so many kids. All and she kept a freezer, one of those freezers that looked like yeah. a, you know, a, what are those called? The, a deep freeze. Yeah, what do they call them? The kind that sit on the side and yeah, you open the top. Like a chest up. freezer. Yes. She had one of those and a big. We had two kitchens in the house upstairs, downstairs, and all of them were always full of food. And it wasn't that she hoarded them. If you're like, Mom, I'm hungry, she goes. I didn't buy that food to look at, eat it. But she always kept them stuffed. And she said it was because five kids, you were always bringing other kids over. Sometimes there were like eight kids at dinner, and I'm like, I don't know where the other kids came from, but here's, every, here's food for everyone. But after, I was the youngest. After I went to college and my mom was home alone, <laughs> I would come home food. and all everything would still be stuffed. I'm like, Mom, what are you cooking a beef roast for eight for? And she goes, well, people might come over and they want some leftovers. She Maybe was just, she had another family. I don't know. She seemed always prepared Did for an army. Did she have enough of those washed out styrofoam things in case people came over? Take lift, no, but she had so much Tupperware. And sometimes yeah. she'd have like the lid but not the base. Yeah. Or vice yeah. versa. And, I'm like, and you don't want to throw out the lid this? because you may find the base. <laughs> yes. This is the exact Trust me, I know. Thing. Now I know, but that's, that, what's weird is, even though I know that's crazy, it sounds reasonable to me. But that's the thing, though. We would legitimately go to mom's storage unit, and we are so off topic, and open up, <laughs> I know. and there it's would fine. be we'll like a box full of lids with no Tupperware, <laughs> yeah. and she would get completely unhinged mm-hmm. at the idea of getting rid of those lids. And she was not only, you know, I have to have them in case I find the base, she was packing them and moving them from yes. place oh. to place, and that kind of... Trust me, I'm still going through boxes of stuff that I've moved four or five times and, and think, why the hell did I keep this? Go to throw away and go, mm, I'll keep it one more cycle. Yeah. So, yeah, I know. So, But I want to go back really quickly to... Um, Grandparents? Well, <laughs> yes. To specifically to... You said it was Elmer? Elmer. Elmer. So, and his lime green suit, and I don't... It's not 100% of the time, but a lot of times when I hear stories like that or see depictions on uh, in movies of older people being disappointed or taking advantage of, it really, I, I, I feel very protective for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't think of why because I was not close with my grandparents. Mm-hmm. But there's something about it that's just like, how could you... Somebody has lived their entire lives and now you're going to do this to mm-hmm. them. It's like, whoever stole Grandma Norma's fucking... Minnie Mouse watch. No, Snoopy watch. Oh, Snoopy watch, yes. While she was dying of cancer in the hospital. Yeah. If I could get my hands on whoever the person was <laughs> they would have a really hard time because she she loved that Snoopy watch old lady dying of cancer and you steal her fucking Snoopy watch one possession yeah and you take it yeah it it, it bothers all of us Ugh. to this day Duh. yeah so again dark but yeah. why can't it be happy grandparent things I, I would love to hear some happy grandparents I mean there I do have some good memories but by and large, my interactions with the grandparents that we saw more frequently, Vi and Bob, mm-hmm. um, were a lot of anxiety. Like, 
Bob was always they were telling the me warmest he was always telling me to stand up straight. Yeah. And I know I didn't have the best posture, but that's all they would ever tell me is stand up straight mm-hmm. or why do you look this way? Or, you know, very hung up on appearances. So for me, the anxiety was a good portion. Grandma's chocolate cake. Oh, that's a nice one. Yes. There we go. Yes. Yes. Tell, tell me more about this chocolate cake. Yeah. I don't have as, uh, I mean, I, I liked it. it, but it was, they, they were the ones that were more and associated with you the, know when, the cake. When a mother or a grandmother or a grandparent makes something and you have the recipe, but you never quite make it the same way. That's this chocolate cake. Yeah, because she, she, there was a recipe, but I'm pretty sure that the exact, you know, changes that she would make to, to make it taste so amazing were not recorded yeah. on the recipe. It was just things she knew. Um, I have you the recipe. You can follow the recipe, and it's close, but it's not Grandma Vi's chocolate cake. There was something about that chocolate cake. And when... Making it when in we, Grand Junction. When we lived close enough to her... Again, she had a lot of, I, a lot of my memories around around her were with regard to birthdays because she was very about recognizing and celebrating birthdays. So she had a yeah. lot of things or or moments that were to be celebrated. That's when I remember them being yes. loving and giving and all that. Not that they were mean and you know like pinch penny other times, but. All other times of the year, it's just they were there and they were people. But when it was your birthday or Christmas, then it was something like, "Oh, this is grandparents." Yeah, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and she had a tradition that if she was somewhere nearby, uh, uh, around a birthday, she would have the grandchild whose birthday it was over to her house to quote-unquote, help her make the chocolate cake. And really what that involved was licking the batter. And you could... Just dipping your tongue right in there going, ah. It's true. Those bowls that were green on the outside and white on the inside. Oh, yes. yeah. 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 Every grandmother had those Yeah, bowls. whose grandparents did <laughs> yeah. Um, But I remember that. I remember going to her house not only for my birthday and helping her, but for Brittany's birthday because yeah. we were so close that we went everywhere together. But I was not allowed to participate in helping with the cake mm-hmm. because it was, it was Brittany's, Brittany's birthday. birthday yeah. So I had to stay in the living room. And I remember being just so frustrated sitting out there going, can I at least sit in the kitchen? And, nope. Yeah, that's... Nope. That, I don't remember that. That's weird. She took it seriously. Hey, hey P.S., you guys, if you like hear like a wind tunnel going on right now, just Lloyd's tail is going Lloyd's to town. Tail. So I just mean, guys, want to acknowledge that. Welcome to my home. Yep. Yeah. Um, a lot of my memories around Vi are very closely aligned with food, though. Mm-hmm. You know, she made amazing fried, fried chicken. chicken. Mm-hmm. Um, both she and my grandfather, uh, more so curry than Vi, but both of them uh, drank coffee. Mm. Oh, yeah. I loved the smell of coffee. So Waking this... up when we were at Grandpa and Grandma's mm-hmm. to the smell of coffee and bacon. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That's when I that's that's where you developed your love of bacon. <laughs> when I smell coffee now, that's uh, I will. Uh, and it was Folgers. It was just yeah, straight up Folgers coffee. They always drink Folgers or Sanka, so it di- it doesn't smell like other coffee because I I don't know it's not real coffee I don't know but there's a very specific so when yeah. I smell that coffee smell mm-hmm. I associate that with them. And because she had a really bad heart, 
um, sort of, I guess, mid my childhood, she and my grandfather started eating a lot healthier. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you'd go to their house and they didn't have ice cream. They had ice milk and, you know, to try to cut down on the fat and they didn't eat the, and make the fried chicken as much and, you know, things like that. And, and I remember after Curry passed away, I would go to see, uh, Vi really often because, you know, the kids had kind of scattered to the wind and I'm the youngest. And so I was the, again, the closest geographically to her. Mm -hmm. So I spent a lot of time with her, uh, later on. And there was one trip in particular, uh, where she lived. There is a, I think it's a state park. I'm not sure what it, what the designation is exactly. Um, but it's called, uh, Montezuma's castle. I always have to concentrate not to call it Montezuma's Revenge, not the same. Um, and let's go look at, let's go watch Montezuma's Revenge, you guys. I can't remember which indigenous peoples, uh, what, what tribe that is exactly, you know, fact check me. If our archivists were here. Yeah. I won't, I won't try to make something up, but there were cliff dwellings, um, and then there was a natural spring. Um, and you could, you couldn't go up anywhere near the cliff dwellings. They were too far. And also, uh, they were, you know, just really fragile, Mm -hmm. but you could get kind of close to them. You'd get, you know, up into, to that area and then you could hike down to the natural spring. And my grandmother decided she wanted to go there. So we went and, uh, I remember walking around with her and looking at the spring and standing and looking at the view and it was really pretty. And then, you know, driving back, she made me drive and probably I will tell this story on another podcast, but I didn't drive much throughout my life until I was in my late twenties because I was in an accident when I was 15 and I was the driver and it was my fault (laughs) and it scared me and I didn't want to drive after that. Um, but she made me drive, and she was my grandmother, and I was a little scared of her. Not scared, but intimidated by her. She mm-hmm. was pretty stern. So I I did, and I was completely freaked out. She told me, you need to go five miles per hour under the speed limit, and do not hug the middle yellow line. Those were her rules. So I was like, that's, that's fine, uh, whatever. And I remember driving around a corner, and because I wasn't hugging... I don't do anything halfway. I was way to the side. Like, I probably could have crashed into the cliff. (laughs) And it, you know, would have been a different story altogether. But I was way over to the right. Lloyd, buddy. I saw him delicately pulling that out of his toy chest. (laughs) Guys. Of course he chose that one. That's fine. Real life, you guys. Tell the story. I mean, you know what? Every podcast is going to have this moment. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No, it's... Every I one mean, of them. If I just let him go, he'll stop. So, you know what? Ignore the squeaking in the background, y'all. Or enjoy it. <laughs> I mean, it's really up to you. <laughs> There's somebody out there going, yeah! <laughs> anyway, as we came around a corner, there was a man coming the other direction, and he was over the double yellow line. 
And if I hadn't been as far over where she told me to go, we would have hit. She paid on. that dude. She totally paid that dude. Maybe. So she could go, I was right. Yeah. Scared both of us to death. And I had to drive the rest of the way shaky, you know, near death experience kind of a thing. And um, she told me I did well, which was of note because she. She was just not warm or complimentary most of the time. Anyway, on the way back, we stopped at uh, McDonald's, and I remember her eating the chicken nuggets, McNuggets, Mm -hmm. and I had eaten, you know, part of mine, and I was done, and I wanted to leave. And I remember her really accusingly telling me, I am going to sit here until I am done with these McNuggets because I don't get to eat like this. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> McDonald's? I... But she would have regardless because I remember now that you mentioned this, I ate an apple and I, you know, I finished it and the core was left. And, you know... She's like, eat that. <laughs> no, she didn't want me to eat the core, but she was also eating an, an apple and she showed me how you're supposed to finish an apple. And she sheared off all the flesh of that apple down till you saw the little lines of the part yeah. where the, the seeds are. And she nibbled down through till the two tops popped off. I mean, she ate every bit of flesh you know what? on that apple. Our grandmother was a wolverine. I'm <laughs> Seriously. I'm telling you... I'm, I'm picturing our grandparents like making a list of the most jacked up stuff that they can insist. <laughs> Let's see if we can get them to eat an apple to these precise measurements. I, I don't know. I, I think the the eating thing, and well, I mentioned again, this. It's not wasting. You, no, you it's don't not. waste food, especially with the depression. It's they, understandable. It's just weird. And they. My mother of our mother, of course, was was very over. Um, uh, she overcompensated for some of the stuff that bothered us. So I had a, a big texture problem. So when we ate meat, and I, I'm borderline vegetarian for you know the texture reasons, but when we would eat meat, my mother would trim off excessively any tiny thing that could possibly put me off of any food. So when we would eat at our grandparents' house, there was none of that bullshit happening they would put food in front of you and you ate it or you didn't and you shut up about it mm-hmm. so it's true you, and and you ate what they put in you yes. finished what they put yeah. in front of you and so when she would make fried chicken it was delicious but i've never been the kind of person who would eat meat off of the bone because there's things in there that the cartilage you know, the, yeah, yeah. All of the oh no i completely understand but it got to the point where you know, Grandma could be eating a piece of white bread and she'd find some way to pull some, some sort of gristle out of her mouth. My <laughs> parents really were just normal old people. Yes, they were. They absolutely were. They just they just sound like beasts from an M. Night Shyamalan movie. No, no, And see, that's Everybody the has stories like this about I don't feel like relatives. we're being strange about it. It's just, were you close with your grandparents, Tim? Not really, but one of the things I've learned is that I have a lot of memories, but I have, don't have context for them. And when I later find out the context, it's really surprising. It's because your grandmother stood at the end of your bed and hated you? No. <laughs> um, like, I told you about my maternal uh, grandparents, but my maternal grandparents lived in Ohio, so I'd see them at Easter, and then they come down in the summer. And I always assumed I was really into chocolate because my older sister, who's 10 years older than me, was always making chocolate stuff for me. And when I mentioned that to her once years ago, she said no, it was because whenever Grandpa visited... 
he'd take you and Greg, my other brother who's just two years older, up to the convenience store and say you can get what you want. Mm-hmm. Greg always wanted grapes because he's dumb. <laughs> I wait, 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 wait. Can we can we unpack that for a minute? Did Greg not get grapes? He got grapes <laughs> normally. No, well, we'd go there and you know what? My grandfather didn't have anything in the store. My brother like. I want those green seedless grapes. Yeah, but Which, did your mom never buy grapes? He probably did, but these were Greg's. He, he could eat them all by himself. Oh my god, that's adorable. And there was candy, and there were like, you know, junk foods. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, I'm caught up on this. He could so take strange. a chunk of grapes out of the fridge, and they would be his. Oh, Greg barely ate anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, that's true. And then we'd go out front and sit on a bench, and Greg would eat his grapes, and I'd drink this chocolate milk. <laughs> the look on your face but, when you say Greg would eat his grapes. Well, I was, even, the, even at age three, I'm like, what a waste, dude. You could be getting anything in the store. Look yeah. at this chocolate milk. I'm drinking it. It's all mine. Could you have gotten, like, cigarettes? <laughs> no, I never pushed it. But what was funny is I didn't remember it until Cheryl brought it up. And I think that was when I really started loving chocolate. Yeah. Because when, when, when my grandfather said you can have whatever you want, it was always something chocolate. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was interesting because my, my parents got divorced when I was young, and I don't really remember when because it was sometime it happened graduate where my dad was more and more distant until finally he wasn't around anymore. This wasn't Elmer. It was your dad's dad. It was my dad's dad, Alfred. Okay. But I could always tell that it bothered my dad a little when my grandfather would go off with my brother and I. It took 20 years for me to find out what the real context was, which was my my grandfather and his father didn't get along well at all. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason my dad joined the Navy is he felt my dad only liked his older brother. Jim. Mm-hmm. So my dad was like, I'm out of here. As soon as he turned 18, he joined the Navy and took off. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of bothered my dad to see his father being so close with me and my brother. That he wasn't with him. Yeah, it was like, why oh. didn't you do that with me and you're doing it with my kids? Mm. But, you know, when you're three, you don't even see that. And then I think I found out when I was in my 20s. Well, my dad died when I was 25. I probably found out about then because we'd all sit around and talk about stuff. Yeah. And um, It's too bad your dad couldn't have looked at it as... You know, good for good for them, like like good for the kids that they got well, something. I think it also have... bothered him that he wasn't close with you guys either. Probably later, my dad liked ki- the idea of kids, but he wasn't really good with kids. My memories of him were like just not getting it, like. Mm-hmm. Like noise happens, stuff gets yeah. in disarray. It's kids broken, yeah. And I've, yeah. I've, 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 I remember him and my mom. They would never argue, but she'd be talking to him really sternly, like. His name is Richard, but she the nickname Dick was what you called people. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Dick, you know, this is going to happen. Let the kids play. Let the kids be kids. They're kids. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that, that time that, that Tim explained to us that the nickname for Richard is Dick? <laughs> <laughs> well, I just didn't want to start Can you imagine his, his, his mother being like, Dick? <laughs> You're going to let these kids play, Dick? It's just weird. None of the Richards I know now go by Dick. I, I mean, I think there's a reason for yes. this. But... <laughs> Sorry. It's just, it was one of those things that I think... She was always frustrated that he didn't seem to get. Yeah. yeah. And it was really obvious to me now that I'm older that they really only planned to have three kids. The li- the next two kids were completely not planned. And I think well, that is the part one of kid what... and then the other one. Yeah. Greg because... wasn't planned and then I was a playmate for Greg because there was too big of a gap between Greg and Dina, so he needed someone to play with. Oh. Well, what was funny is after, she... well, it's not funny, but after my mom gave birth to Greg, she was having some medical problems and she got diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis and she was only 32. And her doctor told her, Women almost never get diagnosed that early. You cannot have any more kids. It will make it worse. And my mom was like, nope, gonna have one more. She didn't talk about, you know, we're gonna, this is what we're gonna do. It was just, this is what we're gonna do. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were no more kids after me. And uh, 
I know my parents got more and more estranged over time mm. to about probably middle to late elementary school. My dad was just not around anymore. Yeah. And it took 20 years for my mom to tell me what happened, which was she, every, every kid was sick. All five kids were sick. Fevers, everything. My mom was sick. And she called my dad and said, you have to come home straight from work. When you leave at five, you have to pick up all of our medications. They're all at pharmacy. And it closes at six. He was like, no problem. 5.30 rolls around. My mom calls the pharmacy. My dad's been there. 5.45, my dad's not there. So finally she puts Cheryl, who's super sick, in charge. By the way, Cheryl was the second child. She would never put Jeff in charge because you don't put Jeff in charge of things. Oh, um, I, I feel like there's something yeah. like there. Let's and, put a pin in that because yeah. I want to hear that. So my mom went up running a fever, got all the medication. My dad rolls in around 7. It's like, hey. And uh, my, she was furious. And he was like, uh, well, I made a mistake. And he was like, she was like, that's it. And apparently that was the last straw. Mm-hmm. And um, we found out. And then again, years after that, we found out the reason for it was my dad was an alcoholic. Mm. And probably had been since he left home. Mm-hmm. But nobody knew. He hid it. What he'd do is he'd drink at lunch at work. And then he'd drink after work at a, at a club. Because mm-hmm. in the 50s and 60s, men didn't go straight home. They went to the club. Right. And then he'd come home and just have maybe a bourbon or two. But he'd already had half a dozen. Yeah. So... We didn't find that out until years later when he actually passed away from alcoholism and the doctor confirmed that exactly what was caused mm. it. So looking back, it was like he wasn't good at handling kids. He mm-hmm. couldn't handle himself. and So he not only didn't bond with his father, he couldn't bond with his own right. son. Yeah. So seeing his grandfather, who he couldn't bond with, bonding with the children that he couldn't bond with was a... And it's weird for me to think blow. I have more memories with my grandfathers mm-hmm. than with my father. Well, and I think, and we've, we've, Jen and I have heard this frequently, is you, you never, um, you don't, nobody escapes childhood without, what is it, how is the phrase goes? Uh, nobody escapes childhood without, unscathed, yeah. basically. And it's, you know, you can have the most perfect parents in the world, but something is going to cause you trauma. Something is going to cause you, whether it's just like a, a weird old lady at the foot of your bed <laughs> in your dream or, you know, whatever. So for me, the fact that he just was never able to kind of heal from that. I mean, you're just not going to be prepped to And for me, I thought heal. it was normal. I just thought that's how everything went. And then yeah. when I got older and I started getting context for it, I'm like, it must have been rough for him. Yeah. Because five kids, that's a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. Especially when he's only really helping to have two or three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I not that he resented. I can't even imagine the thought of having one child, let right. alone five. Yeah. Yeah. My well, and I had one children. child, and the idea of multiple, like even two, hot damn. They had five by the time they were 33. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, for me, uh, I mean, the whole idea of normal when it comes to grandparents... Um, I remember when we were growing up, and we didn't have a lot of money and all of that, so none of the stuff that we ever had was very fine, if you will. And so for me, our family was relaxed, and we lounged on the, the couches, and you know, we, you know, my mother didn't like us jumping on the furniture or standing or anything. We weren't like completely unchanged, but it was never one of those, you, you can't... You have plastic on the furniture, right. don't mess yeah. the living room, our, you go our in the Christmas, family room. Our Christmas trees were always these handmade ornaments and they weren't perfect and, and all of that. And I would go to my friend's houses and they would have the trees that there was the living room tree and then there was the family tree. And, mm-hmm. you know, I just always, the idea of it was sort of alien to me. Um, so comparing our two grandparents, two sets of grandparents, well, set of grandparents and grandmother, because we didn't, as Jen mentioned, know our paternal, uh, grandfather. Maternal. Oh, sorry. Maternal grandfather. Um, 
the two, uh, Bob and, and Vi, were a particular way, and we saw them more frequently, and so that was my first concept of how grandparent was. And then when we met Norma, she was just not even vaguely the same. She was a Snoopy watch wearing, jump up on the swearing, bunk, yes, yeah, swearing, jump up on the bunk beds with you, get down on the floor and play cars with you, kind of a grandparent, but at the same time, still intimidating in a way, yeah, yeah. stern well, I mean, in a way, yeah. And well, and and it's weird because I loved Bob and Vi. Mm-hmm. But I always wished that their personality was more like Norma's mm-hmm. because Norma was like the grandmother you see in a movie. Right. That's really cool and hip with the kids, but you know, if it comes down to it, she's gonna, you know, smack your butt if you're bad. Mm-hmm. Because I remember her taking us out for ice cream and then on the way back we would sit in the back of her car and she would play Dodge the Asteroids and she would <laughs> swing the wheel back and forth so that the kids would slide back yeah. and forth, you know, hitting up against the the sides of the, I love the car. That game. Yeah. And grandma and grandpa never in a million years would even consider that would never even cross their mind shenanigans to do something like that. Oh, yeah. No. Well and they were so in love with their Buicks. Yeah. You know, there was just no way. <laughs> they were very proper. They were yes. is a really good word. They for were that. proper Southern Yes. Uh which is interesting because it's not like they came from proper I mean you saw videos of Yeah, but still it's you know Uncle it, Buck coming out of the fields in his yeah, overalls, but, but you know, when, I don't know. when you think of someone raised in the South, it's it you know it's like the you Southern Belle. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, even the even the um, the family members who were farmers and things like that, they had a way that they carried themselves and a way that they were in their homes. It's, and me, though, it's just so. Yeah, I don't know. I, I it, it, it's not just the location; it's the generation. Yeah, there are certain ways of of carrying yourself from generation to generation. It's true. It's very true. So Jeff, was he into grapes? No. <laughs> My oldest brother was just interesting, and you got to remember, he's twelve, almost thirteen years older than me. So all my memories are through this hazy kind of like his entire high school career happened before I went to kindergarten. Mm-hmm. But I remember him just doing things, and four year old me was going, "That was dumb." <laughs> <laughs> so I knew, like, when my mom left the house, Cheryl was in charge, not Jeff. Mm-hmm. And, like Jeff wants, um, he was the first kid to get a driver's license, so he had a curfew. Mm-hmm. He not only broke it, but the way he got back into the house without alerting my parents is he put a ladder on the back window and climbed into his room mm-hmm. and then left the ladder and then went to bed and left the ladder there which oh, of course my parents Lord. found the next morning and I was just sitting there I was like four and I'm like that was dumb because mm-hmm. <laughs> the smart thing to do would be to get in the house unlock the back door because they had locked my parents had locked up mm-hmm. put everything away and then say no I got in early I guess you didn't see me mm-hmm. no that was not that was not also Jeff's you way. leave a ladder leaning against the house and you got a you got a Lindbergh baby situation. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Jen, yeah. So like, even Jen is like going through all the true crime. Yeah. As soon as you said ladder against the house, I was like all of her orifices oh, slammed. She's by. gonna astral project <laughs> straight no. down that ladder. Cheryl was like the homemaker ma uh, sister, you know, like when school would let out for the summer. When she was in high school and I was in high school, she would set up class in the basement. Mm-hmm. Which, That's when I was really though, I was like super oh, excited. Oh yeah, but like, except, yeah. except Kristen would uh, torture us in, in school. Not, yeah. not no, Cheryl had lesson plans: geography, oh, no. math. Yeah, I'm. I'm not talking good kind of torture. I'm talking 
get the clown to be the judge and lock you up after you don't <laughs> say the swear word. And that's a story for another podcast. Yeah, that's a, Everybody that's a just, music. Just take that's that in. That's the music story. Take that in and just hold on to that phrase that I just said. Yeah, because... Because there's a story. I think Kristen should be a podcast in and of herself. All her own. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah. And she's the oldest in your... Yes. yes. Yep. yep. Yes. I think there's something about the oldest is the one your parents tested everything on. Seems you kind of like can it. break a lot of the rules because your parents are like, they'll be fine. It'll be fine if they stay out a little later. Mm-hmm. But the cons are, there's a million photos of Jeff as a baby and maybe one yeah. of me is a baby. Yeah, I, I say all the time, Jen got Jen got the shaft, man. She did not get the... the I, I remember growing up that I would have, you know, a toy or something and I'd be playing with it. And one of the older siblings would say, you know, that's mine. And I'd be like, I've had this ever since I... This is mine. And they'd be like, no, yep. no, you just ended up with it. Like, okay. It, it was... Did I do that to you? I, I mean, every one of the siblings did. It's 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 That's one of the things crap, that we were man. talking about. They never you know? remember either. Greg no, doesn't remember true. all the things he did to me. Well, but it's it's one of did. the things we were talking about that when you are, <laughs> this is a terrible word to use for this, but oppressed as a child, like the older kids mess with you when you have the younger yeah. one to mess. You're with. naive. You don't know. And my my siblings were generally nice to me. Like Kristen would torture the kids in the family, but she I really got a pass. The worst she did was she had a a fluor flower club, <laughs> and there were different oh, levels. And no matter how hard I tried, I could not get out of the pedal pushers, which was <laughs> the lowest level. The lowest level. Not yeah. pedal, but like bicycle pedals. But pedal like yes. flower. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh. And uh, I so much like I would go to bed at night thinking about how I would get out of the pedal pushers, and I would think, okay, this is the list of things I have to do. I understand. She's told me I would do them, and I knew that I did them. Mm-hmm. And she'd find a reason why I didn't do. Them well enough, and the reason was she wanted somebody in every level so that she could have all these different lesson plans in the different levels. <laughs> and she didn't want me graduating up because then she'd have no pedal pushers. I was the last kid, but I was young enough that I didn't understand her. I, I would have just quit the Fleur Flower Club. Yeah. Well, see, I think my dad took after his mom because I, when I would go to visit his parents in Ohio. I wasn't even allowed in the basement mm-hmm. because I was too young. Mm-hmm. And my grandmother made beautiful porcelain stuff. I have some of her porcelain pieces, and they're signed Gladys. Mm-hmm. And they're signed like Gladys 58. Mm-hmm. And they're really cool because it's not it's the 58th one. It was 1958 mm-hmm. when she made it. And she had a kiln, a working kiln and all that. And my older brothers and sisters got to go look at it. But Greg and I, were too young. We're break things. Mm-hmm. But even when I got older, like the age my older brothers and sisters were allowed down there, I was still too young. I never got to the age. I never saw her kiln, and I never saw her complete porcelain. You never made it out of pedal pushers. I never made it out. You guys need to bond right now. And I also think my my mom used to say, well, Gladys and kids just don't gel. Like, my my grandma was nice to me. She was always a little formal, but she was never like my, her husband would be like, Hey, let's run out with the chocolate milk. And yeah. I'd be like, yeah. She was always like, you know, here's lunch. Did you eat everything? Okay, good. Mm-hmm. And that, there was no, she never played with me. Mm-hmm. She never asked me anything. Mm-hmm. And it was weird. And that's my memory was Grandma Gladys was, gave me lunch. Mm-hmm. And then everything else was with mm-hmm. uh, Grandpa Albert. No, Alfred. Alfred. Mm-hmm. And there's all these pictures of me sitting on Alfred's lap, playing baseball with Alfred. I can't find a single picture of me playing baseball with my dad or sitting on my grandmother's lap. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But when you're a kid, that's just 
that's just how things are. Yeah. It was years later, I'm looking at this going, did I ever sit on Grandma's lap? And my sister's like, oh no, we never sat on Grandma's lap. I never sat on Grandma's no. lap. No, Grandma's lap. <laughs> no, I don't no. think. I don't think the boys ever sat on Grandpa's lap, but there are pictures of you guys sitting on... Well, and there's the famous I'm going to tie your bow, bow story yeah. of when I sat on Grandpa's lap, but... Um, Did you have bows in your hand? Famous. Yeah. No, she said that to Grandpa. Oh. Because he had a bolo tie on. And I mean, I was 18 months old, and I said that, and it was, you know, no big deal. Grandpa, I'm no going to tie deal. your bow. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew That's how... I knew, I knew how to say, you know... Uh, a, a, a nice constructed sentence like that, but I was lying because I didn't know how to type. <laughs> no, no. Anyway, uh, so there, yeah. You know, I mean, that's that's you know, that's grandparents. You know. Yeah, I mean, that's that's did grandparents you, in a nutshell. Did you ever? Were you ever involved, or in, did you ever interact with any of your friends' grandparents? Like, did you have any frame of reference? I don't remember. I only like books and TV shows and the way that grandparents were always portrayed on those was that, you know, that they were warm and loving and, and I mean, I guess, you know, loving, I knew that Robert, I knew that, that Bob and Vi loved us, but Mm -hmm. I wouldn't call them loving. No, they were not particularly warm. They were not particularly warm, no. Which is funny because they were so demonstrative toward each other. But there was no room in their world for anything but their love for each other. Yeah. I mean, I that's, that's a fact. Right. Well, because my, my mom's parents were not only both incredibly loving each other, even though it was always Hel- Helen, Elmer. Um, but I found out, probably when I was nine or ten, that grandmother wasn't related to me. Yeah. My grandmother, my actual maternal grandmother, died when I was two weeks old. Huh. And Thinking that he was a girl. She had, had lung cancer. She was on chemo. She thought I was a girl. My no mom just didn't correct her. Oh, well, you and, know, we um, need to. And yeah. my grandfather Were remarried. Were you a girl named Tim? No, I was Catherine. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know. She, she, she thought his this? name was Catherine. Timbalina. This poor woman. <laughs> just checking. Oh, just, Tim, she's such a beautiful girl. Just give my granddaughter Tim one last kiss for me. Mom's like, whatever. But, so my grandfather remarried when I was two, and I don't remember any of these events. But I noticed that the three older kids in my family called her Helen, where, I, where Greg and I called her Grandma. And in my head, I thought, oh, when you reach a certain age, I get to call her Helen. And like um, never getting to see the, my Grandma Gladys's uh, kiln, I never seemed to get to the age where I was calling, mm-hmm. I get to call Helen, Helen. Mm-hmm. And uh, what, what I found out is I was probably, that's probably more like 12, not 9. I was up in the attic and I found a picture of a woman. And I went downstairs and asked my older sister, Cheryl, who's this? That's Grandma Compton. And I was like, wow, Helen really looks different. I said, no, not Helen. Your actual grandmother. And, you know, you're finding this out. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know. Mm-hmm. Grandma died. Back when you were Catherine. <laughs> yeah, well, and I'm like, I'm two weeks old. She tells me the date. And I was like, Little baby I was Catherine. two weeks. How would I remember that? Like, she thought I remembered moving in the house when I was six weeks old. Like, <laughs> why would I remember? So... She was like, well, somebody must have mentioned it. And typical of my family, no one ever talks right. about anything. Mm-hmm. So that I found out she wasn't my actual biological grandmother. And we were up there the next Christmas, and I mentioned to her that I found that out. And she was like, well, you don't, you can call me Helen then. And I was like, you're, you're grandma. You'll always mm-hmm. be grandma. Yeah. I don't remember this other woman. You know, I didn't realize how much she was 
trying to not cry. And I'm not trying to cry because I remember it as a nine-year-old saying, nope, I'm still calling your grandma. Hey, I'm going to go outside. Uh-huh. And she was like, oh. <laughs> but Greg and I always called her grandma. Yeah. We never switched over to Helen because she was the only one we remembered. And she loved us. Yeah. I had no clue that we were not her biological grandkids. She treated us the same as because she had children from a previous marriage that were just aunts and uncles to me. Mm-hmm. And she treated me the same as all of those kids. Um, and to me, that was like example of grandparents, mm-hmm. even though one turned out later not to really, mm-hmm. she was grandparent in every way a grandparent should be one, except yes. she wasn't except related. blood related. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. See, you know, when I was a little girl, um, I thought that when I got older that my thumbs would be double jointed like Brittany's. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. You guys, <laughs> what that's it the end of the podcast. <laughs> I got my thumbs were never double jointed. There's no stopping her, you guys. Now I no see the thread. See, I wish you guys could see my thumbs right now because it's gnarly. And you know what? It's a good theme for me. There's no stopping her. <laughs> my good theme is. This podcast is over, you guys. <laughs> this podcast is over. I mean, is there any, is there anything else you guys want to share? I I, I feel like we. I, we, I mean, we, after we that, we pretty much covered it. <laughs> we have covered a lot of topics. We yes, have. we have more than just grandparents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I have not yet selected a theme for the next episode, so you're just gonna have to join us in the next episode. I mean, I have some thoughts. Oh, yeah. We have a list. Yeah. We just need to... There is one that I'm particularly particularly excited to do. It's The Lies Your Parents Tell You. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited about that one. We can um, do that one next. I well, have a guest already lined up for that one. <laughs> I hope one. I know okay. what that guest is, who that guest is. So, well, I don't, I don't think so. Would it be one of your parents? No. <laughs> Can you confirm that you told me this? Day we're we're going to confront them. <laughs> no. Nope. It'll be like a Mari Povich. They'll be in a, whip the curtain back and there's an audience. Um, no, I was thinking along the lines of um, like best friends, like childhood to high school, mm-hmm. you know, going some, I love our family stories, but I, I crave going somewhere outside of, mm-hmm. of our home mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and seeking, a, I'm sick to death of talking about, <laughs> just kidding. Wow. I'm not. We I'm made not. Rochambeau to see. No, no, no. I'm, I'm pretty intrigued about the lies. I have to think about that because yeah. I mean, there's the, the typical ones. Wait, let's not. No, move. I'm not gonna, but. <laughs> But I need to really we gotta dig. Save it. I need to dig. Yeah, yeah. For that. So, so why wouldn't you have a special unearth. guest? We will. We will. Well, who can confirm or deny oh, firsthand? They because the lies are just told. Because we know. No. Yeah. yeah. We know what happens. They're straight up falsehoods. You have evidence. Yeah. 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 So okay, yeah. Just a reminder. Yes. Um, email. Yes. You got stories at gmail dot com. Yep. And our Facebook page is mostly true. Mm-hmm. Period. Period. Mm-hmm. Full, Full stop. stop. Full stop. Thank you. I couldn't remember. And you, you you get all up in that that Facebook, and you'll be able to hear this. Get all up in it. Slide into our DMs, as it were. Just like, just like that. Yeah. You just get up in there, and yeah. and then you can snuggle up with some episodes, and you know, ask questions, and and do it's your thing. Getting fine. weirder. <laughs> it is. <laughs> 
no stopping her. No. <laughs> That's a good good yeah. phrase for me too. Apparently, yeah. so that should well, be your tagline for the whole podcast. It's true. It's getting weirder. And there's, there's no, no stopping, stopping her. her. Mostly true. There's no stopping her. <laughs> um. Well, thanks for for being on the podcast, Robin yeah. Tim. Oh, yeah, my Thank pleasure. You. Really, really appreciated it, and I, you know, I guess that's it. Yeah, you got to stop me. No, 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 and uh, no, no, just keep going. Yeah, maybe sometime we'll do a, a little tour, and we'll 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 check in with you guys in in Seattle's and other areas, and yeah, yeah, do some things like that. So. Yeah, yeah. All right, you guys, grandparents, send right. us your stories. Love yes. you. Mostly True is a podcast brought to you by Jen and Brittany's Idiocy. Our theme song is called The Big Ten and is done by The Blue Dot Sessions.